Section 8 of The Book of a Thousand Nights and a Night, Volume 8. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recorded by Sylvia M. B. in Washington State. The Book of a Thousand Nights and a Night, Volume 8, by Anonymous. Translated by Richard Francis Burton, 1821 through 1890. Section 8 when it was the seven hundred and ninety-seventh night she continued it hath reached me o auspicious king that hasan's mother bewept through the watches of the night and the wiles of the day her separation from her son and his wife and children on this wise it fared with her but as regards hasan when he came to the princesses they conjured him to tarry with them for three months after which long sojourn they gave him five loads of gold and the like of silver and one load of victual and accompanied him on his homeward way till he conjured them to return whereupon they farewelled him with an embrace but the youngest came up to him to bid him adieu and clasping his neck wept till she fainted then she recited these two couplets when shall the severance fire be quenched by union love with you when shall i win my wish of you in days that were renew the parting day affrighted me and wrought me dire dismay and doubleth woe o master mine by the sad word adieu anon came forward the second princess and embraced him and recited these two couplets farewelling thee indeed is like to bidding life farewell and like the loss of zephyr tis to lose thee far our sight thine absence is a flaming fire which burneth up my heart and in thy presence i enjoy the gardens of delight presently came forward the third and embraced him and recited these two couplets we left not taking leave of thee when bound to utter goal from aught of ill intention or from weariness and dole thou art my soul my very soul the only soul of me and how shall i farewell myself and say adieu my soul after her came forward the fourth and embraced him and recited these two couplets not guard me weep save where and when of severance spake he persisting in his cruel will with sore persistency look at this pearl-like ornament i've hung upon mine ear tis of the tears of me compact this choicest jewellery in her turn came forward the fifth and embraced him and recited these two couplets ah fare thee not for i've no force thy faring to endure nor e'en to say the world farewell before my friend is sped nor any patience to support the days of severance nor any tears on ruined house and wasted home to shed next came the sixth and embraced him and recited these two couplets i cried as the camels went off with them and love pained my vitals with sorest pain had i a king who would lend me rule i'd seize every ship that dares sail the main lastly came forward the seventh and embraced him and recited these couplets when thou seest parting be patient still nor let foreign parts deal thy soul affright but abide expecting a swift return for all hearts hold parting in sore despite and eke these two couplets indeed i'm heartbroken to see thee start nor can i farewell thee ere thou depart allah woteth i left not to say adieu save for fear that saying would melt your heart hasan also wept for parting from them till he swooned and repeated these couplets indeed ran my tears on the severance day like pearls i threaded in necklace way the cameleer drove his camels with song but i lost heart patience and strength and stay i bade them farewell and retired in grief from tryst place and camp where my dearlings lay 
i turned me unknowing the way nor joyed my soul but in hopes to return some day oh listen my friend to the words of love god forbid thy heart forget all i say o oh, my soul when thou partest with them part too with all joys of life nor for living pray then he farewelled them and fared on diligently night and day till he came to baghdad the house of peace and sanctuary of the abbaside caliphs unknowing what had passed during his wayfare at once entering his house he went in to his mother to salute her but found her worn of body and wasted of bones for excess of mourning and watching weeping and wailing till she was grown thin as a toothpick and could not answer him a word so he dismissed the dromedaries then asked her of his wife and children and she wept till she fainted and he seeing her in this state searched the house for them but found no trace of them then he went to the store closet and finding it open and the chest broken and the feather dress missing knew forthright that his wife had possessed herself thereof and flown away with her children then he returned to his mother and finding her recovered from her fit questioned her of his spouse and babes whereupon she wept and said o oh, my son may allah amply requite thee their loss these are their three tombs when hasan heard these words of his mother he shrieked a loud shriek and fell down in a fainting fit in which he lay from the first of the day till noontide whereupon anguish was added to his mother's anguish and she despaired of his life however after a while he came to himself and wept and buffeted his face and rent his raiment and went about the house clean distraught reciting these two couplets folk have made moan of passion before me of past years and live and dead for absence have suffered pains and fears but that within my bosom i harbour with mine eyes i've never seen the like of nor heard with mine ears then finishing his verses he bared his brand and coming up to his mother said to her except thou tell me the truth of the case i will strike off thy head and kill myself she replied o my son do not such deed put up thy sword and sit down till i tell thee what hath passed so he sheathed his scimitar and sat by her side while she recounted to him all that had happened in his absence from first to last adding o my son but that i saw her weep in her longing for the bath and feared that she would go and complain to thee on thy return and thou wouldst be wroth with me i had never carried her thither and were it not that the lady zubaydah was wroth with me and took the key from me by force i had never brought out the feather dress though i died for it but thou knowest o my son that no hand may measure length with that of the caliphate when they brought her the dress she took it and turned it over fancying that somewhat might be lost thereof but she found it uninjured wherefore she rejoiced and making her children fast to her waist donned the feather vest after the lady zubaydah had pulled off to her all that was upon herself and clad her therein in honour of her and because of her beauty no sooner had she donned the dress than she shook and becoming a bird promenaded about the palace whilst all who were present gazed at her and marvelled at her beauty and loveliness then she flew up to the palace roof and perching thereon looked at me and said whenas thy son cometh to thee and the nights of separation upon him longsome shall be and he craveth reunion and meeting to see and whenas the breezes of love and longing shake him dolefully let him leave his native land and journey to the islands of wak and see me this then is her story and what befell in thine absence and shahrazad perceived the dawn of day 
and ceased to say her permitted say when it was the seven hundred and ninety-eighth night she pursued it hath reached me o auspicious king that as soon as hasan's mother had made an end of her story he gave a great cry and fell down in a fainting fit which continued till the end of the day when he revived and fell to buffeting his face and writhing on the floor like a scotched snake his mother sat weeping by his head until midnight when he came to himself and wept sore and recited these couplets pause ye and see his sorry state since when ye fain withdrew haply when wrought your cruelty you'll have the grace to rue for an ye look upon him you'll doubt of him by sickness stress as though by allah he were one before ye never knew he dies for nothing save for love of you and he would be numbered amid the dead did not he moan and groan for you and deem not pangs of severance sit all lightly on his soul tis heavy load on lover white twere lighter and ye slew then having ended his verse he rose and went round about the house weeping and wailing groaning and bemoaning himself five days during which he tasted nor meat nor drink his mother came to him and conjured him till he broke his fast and besought him to leave weeping but he hearkened not to her and continued to shed tears and lament whilst she strove to comfort him and he heeded her not then he recited these couplets beareth for love a burden sore this soul of me could break a mortal's back however strong that be i am distraught to see my case and languor grows making my day and night indifferent in degree i own to having dreaded death before this day this day i hold my death mine only remedy and hasan ceased not to do thus till daybreak when his eyes closed and he saw in a dream his wife griefful and repentant for that which she had done so he started up from sleep crying out and reciting these two couplets their image bides with me near quits me near shall fly but holds within my heart most honourable stead but for reunion hope i'd see me die forthright and but for phantom form of thee my sleep had fled and as morning morrowed he redoubled his lamentations he abode weeping-eyed and heavy-hearted wakeful by night and eating little for a whole month at the end of which he bethought him to repair to his sisters and take counsel with them in the matter of his wife so haply they might help him to regain her accordingly he summoned the dromedaries and loading fifty of them with rarities of alarak committed the house to his mother's care and deposited all his goods in safe-keeping except some few he left at home then he mounted one of the beasts and set out on his journey single-handed intent upon obtaining aidance from the princesses and he stayed not till he reached the palace of the mountain of clouds when he went in to the damsels and gave them presents in which they rejoiced then they wished him joy of his safety and said to him o our brother what can ail thee to come again so soon seeing thou wast with us but two months since whereupon he wept and improvised these couplets my soul for loss of lover sped i sight nor life enjoying neither life's delight my case is one whose cure is all unknown can any cure the sick but dr white oh who has reft my sleep joys leaving me to ask the breeze that blew from that fair sight blew from my lover's land the land that owns those charms so sore a grief in soul excite o breeze that visitest her land perhaps breathing her scent thou mayst revive my sprite and when he ended his verse he gave a great cry and fell down in a fainting fit the princesses sat round him weeping over him till he recovered and repeated these two couplets haply and happily may fortune bend her rein 
bringing my love for times a freak of jealous strain fortune may prosper me supply mine every want and bring a blessing where before were bond and bane then he wept till he fainted again and presently coming to himself recited the two following couplets my wish mine illness mine unease by allah own art thou content then i in love contented wone dost thou forsake me thus sans crime or sin meet me in ruth i pray and be our parting gone then he wept till he swooned away once more and when he revived he repeated these couplets sleep fled me by my side wake ever shows and hoard of tear-drops from these eyne eye flows for love they weep with beads cornelian like and growth of distance greater dolence grows lit up my longing o my love in me flames burning neath my ribs with fiery throes remembering thee a tear i never shed but in it thunder roars and leaven glows then he wept till he fainted away a fourth time and presently recovering recited these couplets ah for low of love and longing suffer ye as suffer we say as pine we and as yearn we for you are pining ye allah do the death of love what a bitter draught is his would i wot of love what plans and what projects nurseth he your faces radiant fair though afar from me they shine are mirrored in our eyes whatsoever the distance be my heart must ever dwell on the memories of your tribe and the turtle dove reneweth all as oft as moaneth she ho thou dove who passest night-tide in calling on thy fear thou doublest my repine bringing grief for company and leavest thou mine eyelids with weeping unfulfilled for the dearlings who departed whom we never more may see i melt for the thought of you at every time and hour and i long for you when night showeth cheek of blackest blee now when his sister heard these words and saw his condition and how he laid fainting on the floor she screamed and beat her face and the other princesses hearing her scream came out and learning his misfortune and the transport of love and longing and the passion and distraction that possessed him they questioned him of his case he wept and told them what had befallen in his absence and how his wife had taken flight with her children wherefore they grieved for him and asked him what she said at leave-taking answered he o my sisters she said to my mother tell thy son whenas he cometh to thee and the nights of severance upon him longsome shall be and he craveth reunion and meeting to see and whenas the winds of love and longing shake him dolefully let him fare in the islands of wak to me when they heard his words they signed one to other with their eyes and shook their heads and each looked at her sister whilst hasan looked at them all then they bowed their heads groundwards and bethought themselves a while after which they raised their heads and said there is no majesty and there is no might save in allah the glorious the great presently adding put forth thy hand to heaven and when thou reach thither then shalt thou win to thy wife and shahrazad perceived the dawn of day and ceased saying her permitted say when it was the seven hundred and ninety-ninth night she resumed it hath reached me o auspicious king that when the princesses said to hasan put forth thy hand to heaven and when thou reached thither then shalt win to wife and children thereat the tears ran down his cheeks like rain and wet his clothes and he recited these couplets pink cheeks and eyes in pupa black have dealt me sore despite and when as wake overpowered sleep my patience fled in fright 
the fair and sleek-limbed maidens hard of heart withal laid waste my very bones till not a breath is left for man to sight horus who fair with gait of grace as rose or sandy mound did allah's saints behold their charms they dote thereon forthright faring as fares the garden breeze that bloweth in the dawn for love of them a sore unrest and troubles rack my sprite i hung my hopes upon a maid a leveling fair of them for whom my heart still burns with low in laws a hell they light a dearling soft of sides and hot and graceful in her gait her grace is white as morning but her hair is black as night she stirreth me but ah how many heroes have her cheeks upstirred for love and eke her eyes that mingle black and white then he wept whilst the princesses wept for his weeping and they were moved to compassion and jealousy for him so they fell to comforting him and exhorting him to patience and offering up prayers for his reunion with his wife whilst his sister said to him o oh, my brother be of good cheer and keep thine eyes cool and clear and be patient so shalt thou win thy will for whoso hath patience and waiteth that he seeketh attaineth patience holdeth the keys of relief and indeed the poet saith let destiny with slackened rein its course appointed fair and lie thou down to sleep by night with heart devoid of care for twixt the closing of an eye and the opening thereof god hath it in his power to change a case from foul to fair so hearten thy heart and brace up thy resolve for the son of ten years dieth not in the ninth weeping and grief and mourning gender sickness and disease wherefore do thou abide with us till thou be rested and i will devise some device for thy winning to thy wife and children inshallah so it please allah the most high and he wept sore and recited these verses and i be healed of disease in frame i'm unhealed of illness in heart and sprite there is no healing disease of love save lover and loved one to reunite then he sat down beside her and she proceeded to talk with him and comfort him and question him of the cause and the manner of his wife's departure so he told her and she said by allah o my brother i was minded to bid thee burn the feather dress but satan made me forget it she ceased not to converse with him and caress him and company with him other ten days whilst sleep visited him not and he delighted not in food and when the case was longsome upon him and unrest waxed in him he versified with these couplets a beloved familiar o'er reigns my heart and allah's ruling reigns evermore she hath all the arab's united charms this gazelle who feeds on my bosom's core though my skill and patience for love of her fail i weep whilst i wot that tis vain to deplore the dearling hath twice seven years as though she were moon of five nights and of five plus four when the youngest princess saw him and thus distracted for love and longing for passion and the fever heat of desire she went into her sisterhood weeping-eyed and woeful-hearted and shedding copious tears threw herself upon them kissed their feet and besought them to devise some device for bringing hasan to the islands of wak and effecting his reunion with his wife and wheeze she ceased not to conjure them to further her brother in the accomplishment of his desire and to weep before them till she made them weep and they said to her hearten thy heart we will do our best endeavour to bring about this reunion with this family inshallah and he abode with them a whole year during which his eyes never could retain their tears now the sisterhood had an uncle brother german to their sire and his name was abd al-kadus or slave of the most holy 
and he loved the eldest with exceeding love and was wont to visit her once a year and do all she desired they had told him of hasan's adventure with the magian and how he had been able to slay him whereat he rejoiced and gave the eldest princess a pouch which contained certain perfumes saying o daughter of my brother an thou be in concern for aught or if aught irk thee or thou stand in any need cast of these perfumes upon fire naming my name and i will be with thee forthright and will do thy desire this speech was spoken on the first of muharram and the eldest princess said to one of the sisterhood lo the year is wholly past and my uncle is not come rise bring me the fire-sticks and the box of perfumes so the damsel arose rejoicing and fetching what she sought laid it before her sister who opened the box and taking thence a little of the perfume cast it into the fire naming her uncle's name nor was it burnt out ere appeared a dust-cloud at the farther end of the wadi and presently lifting it discovered a sheikh riding on an elephant which moved at a swift and easy pace and trumpeted under the rider as soon as he came within sight of the princesses he began making signs to them with his hands and feet nor was it long ere he reached the castle and alighting from the elephant came in to them whereupon they embraced him and kissed his hands and saluted him with a salam then he sat down whilst the girls talked with him and questioned him of his absence quoth he i was sitting but now with my wife your aunt when i smelt the perfumes and hastened to you on this elephant what wouldst thou o daughter of my brother quoth she o uncle indeed we longed for thee as the year is past and tis not by want to be absent from us more than a twelvemonth answered he i was busy but i purpose to come to you to-morrow wherefore they thanked him and blessed him and sat talking with him and shahrazad perceived the dawn of day and ceased to say her permitted say end of section eight recorded by sylvia Emby in washington state